Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're new to me, I'm Shu Allegra. I'm the founder of Grace and Hope Consulting, where we empower people to achieve mental and emotional wellness, reach their full potential, and live fulfilling lives. And this year, we are inviting more people, more new and old friends, to this whole conversation about resilience. So I have a new friend with me here today. I'll give him a chance to introduce himself. Lee, you must let us know who you are and what you do. Shu, firstly, thanks for inviting me onto your show and having me. My name is Lee Rubik, and I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa, and I'm a mindset coach. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for being here. So I'm originally from Brazzaville, Congo, more like West Central Africa. And so it's always, always good to have, you know, people from, you know, from the motherland, you know, so thank you for being here. And I know you have a powerful story that, you know, really speaks volumes in terms of resilience. So do you mind just kind of sharing that with our audience? Sure. Um, so way back in January, 2019, shoe, I was carjacked. I was hijacked here in South Africa. Now, if you know anything about our country, you know, crime is very prevalent here. Carjackings are a common occurrence. Mm -hmm. And it happened on a Sunday afternoon at about quarter past two. It happened at a shopping mall close to where I stay. Well, anyway, <clears throat> I pulled into the shopping center and all the stores were closed because it was a Sunday afternoon. The parking lot was empty, but I pulled in because it was a furniture store and I hopped out of the car to look through these windows at dining tables. Uh, so I was window shopping and the next minute this gray Volkswagen Golf pulls into the parking lot, uh, blue lights on the dashboard. So I obviously thought it was an unmarked police vehicle, but instantly my intuition, my gut told me something's not right here. So anyway, these guys pulled into the parking lot and they rolled down the passenger side window and the driver said out of the window, he said, you know, we just got a call that somebody's trying to break into one of the stores here. And the next minute, the passenger in front and the passenger behind the driver both jumped out of the car, one coming from the left front, another one from the right hand side, both firearms in their hands. And the guy from the left front comes up to me and he starts tapping my pockets and he says, shoo, he says, where's your car keys? And I say, you know, it's here in my right pocket. So they then took the keys, he took the keys out of my pocket and these two guys then proceeded to bundle me into the trunk, into the boot of my car. Now I was driving a little Volkswagen Polo that Sunday afternoon and I'm, I'm a big, I'm six and a half foot tall. So, I mean, they literally put me into that small boot. Now, to be honest with you, the first 10 minutes was tough. It was really, you know, just to calm myself or to gain control over my thinking because I mean, this is you can imagine what was going through my mind. Mm -hmm. But eventually, 10 minutes later, they transferred me from, the, from my car into their car. And at least there was a bit more leg room in there. Mm -hmm. But what happened, and this is what I want to share with your listeners, with your audience. What happened in the boot of that car is ideas and stories started playing on the screen of my mind. It was very helpful uh, I'm like I said, I'm a mindset coach, and I've obviously got to be a product of the product. You know, you can't give what you don't have. So, so I've got to internalize all these concepts and ideas before I can give it to anybody else. So, anyway, in that boot, these ideas started coming to mind that were really, really helpful. The first thing that came to mind, laying in that boot, was 
I run a six-month coaching program called Thinking Into Results. Mm. And in the Thinking Into Results program, lesson nine is a lesson on attitude. And my mentor, the legendary Bob Proctor, uh, in the attitude lesson of our program, in the video there, he talks about a man by the name of Viktor Frankl. Now, Viktor Frankl was a Viennese psychiatrist who spent the war years in in a Nazi concentration camp. He spent years in Auschwitz. And Bob says in the video that Viktor Frankl said, in the worst circumstance, we can search for meaning or we can try and find meaning to life. Mm. You know, this man said, regardless of the intellectual and the physical abuse they subjected him to in that concentration camp, he could still choose to hold a positive picture on the screen of his mind. He referred to it as the last of human freedoms. He said nobody could cause him to think anything he didn't want to think. And I'm laying in this boot shoe and I'm thinking, gosh, Lee, this is a tough spot you find yourself in. But relative to what that man went through, this is probably a walk in the park. If he could hold a positive picture on the screen of his mind, surely you can try. So that was the first thing that came to mind. The second thing, and if you're listening to this and you've got a pen and paper uh, in front of you, uh, these three steps I'm going to give you next, I want you and, you, and you're going through something particularly challenging, I want you to write these three steps down because they're absolute gold. So the second thing that came to mind in that boot was there's a speaker from the West Coast of America, from California, a speaker by the name of Michael Bernard Beckwith. And Beckwith has a three-step approach to anything negative that you might be going through. So I'm laying in this boot and this plays in my mind. Number one, it is what it is. Accept it. Mm. It's either going to control you or you're going to control it, at least from a mental perspective. Now, to be very honest with you, Shu, very early on in that experience, I gave it over to God. I said, Dad, mm-hmm. you're running the show here. I said, whether I make it out of this alive or dead, I accept the outcome because you you in control. I mean, what was I going to do? Four armed guys. So very early on, I accepted the situation. Mm. The second step in Beckwith's approach is harvest the good. There's good in everything. If you're looking for it, you're going to find it. Now, you know, you might be listening to this and thinking, Lee, what was the good in that? Please tell me what was the good in that experience. Because I was looking for it, I found it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, My four-year-old son, Shu, was with me uh, that weekend, and he could so easily have been with me at quarter past Mm -hmm. two on that Sunday afternoon. Thank goodness he was at home. He was safe. My sister was supposed to come out with me to look at these dining tables. Thank goodness she wasn't with me. She was also at home and she was safe. So that was something immediately I could start celebrating. Mm -hmm. The third step in Beckwith's approach is forgive all the rest. Mm. Forgive means to let go of completely abandon. Just Mm -hmm. let it go, you know. And Because these three steps played in my mind, lying in the boot, boxed into that, I could start praying for these guys. You know, I prayed that they'd 
Uh, I prayed for their parents, sure. I prayed for their kids, even though there was a possibility they were going to take me away from my boy. I prayed that they'd find a way to make it out of that sort of lifestyle to make a meaningful difference in the world. Now, I'm not sharing this with you or your listeners to impress you, but rather to impress upon you that regardless of what's happening on the outside currently for, for, for you, you can still control your thinking, right? And why do you want to do that? Because all the great leaders of the past, they've disagreed on virtually everything, but they've all agreed that we become what we think about, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, my mentor says that, you know, unforgiveness is like throwing sand, uh, trying to throw sand into someone's face, but there's a strong wind and it's blowing straight back into your or holding on to poison, expecting the other person to die, but you dying in the process. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, sure, they let me go about three hours later behind a big hospital here in Johannesburg called Baraguanath. It's actually in a township called Soweto. It's a township where Nelson Mandela lived. Mm -hmm. And um, when they let me go, I phoned a family member, Keenan, to fetch me. And when he got there, he said, gee, was I... You know, I can't believe how calm you are. Mm. And this next thing I'm going to share with you is probably the reason I was as calm as I was. I was part of a group of about 25 mindset coaches and speakers from all around the world. Mm -hmm. And we met, you know, every day on a Zoom meeting. And we had a 90-day challenge. We were rewriting a little short one-and-a-half-page chapter from a book called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. You familiar with the book? Mm -hmm. there's, a there's a chapter in there called Serenity. And we were rewriting the chapter every day for 90 days. It was a 90-day challenge. If you miss one day, you got to start back at day one again. Wow. And <laughs> I joined the group on the 24th of October, 2018. So by the 13th of January, when this incident happened, I'd been impressing self-control, calmness, you know, equanimity, the serenity onto my sub, into my subconscious mind. And that is probably the reason I was as calm as I was. Now, these three tools that I've just shared with you had me mentally spiraling up in the trunk of that car. I mean, imagine I never had those three tools. I'd have been mentally spiraling down and I'd have jumped out at the back of that hospital an absolute emotional wreck. Mm -hmm. You know, does, does mindset coaching work? Oh, yeah. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that proper elite level mindset coaching definitely does work. You know, it's no rah-rah motivation. We get you up today and you're down tomorrow again. Mm -hmm. You know, proper elite level mindset coaching does work. Mm -hmm. Now... Why am I sharing a story with you and with your listeners, you know? I think because right now all around the world, there's a lot of negativity and fear. I mean, with the pandemic and what we've been experiencing in the past few years, um, you know, people having to pivot in terms of business, you know, taking strain in certain areas, losing loved ones. I mean, there's just a whole lot of fear and negativity uh, around, but regardless of what's happening around us or outside of us, just like Viktor Frankl, we can choose to hold a positive picture on the screen of our minds. Now, just to, you know, bring my, that story full circle. Sure, the very worst thing that could have happened to me turned out to be the best thing that could have happened to me. Um, I think if I may, 
I mean, this is a Christian podcast, right? Go for it. Go for it. We're allowed for God here. <laughs> Go for it. Um, Romans 8 verse 28 says, all things work together for those who love the Lord, right? And yes. yeah. um, the very worst thing that could have happened to me turned, to be the best, turned out to be the best thing because I'd set the goal a couple of years ago to speak on an international stage. Mm-hmm. And this very experience allowed me the opportunity to speak at Bob Proctor's Matrix Seminar in Toronto to 110 business owners from all around the world. Mm-hmm. And literally the realization of a, of a goal or a dream I had in my heart for many years. And Napoleon Hill says it a bit differently. Napoleon Hill is a great author who wrote the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Okay. He says that any adversity, any challenge, any setback brings with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, and you're going through something particularly challenging and you need this inner resilience or you, you know, you, you're being tested. I'd like to ask you, are you focusing on what was done wrong to you or the struggle or the challenge or, you know, feeling sorry for yourself or are you trying to work yourself around to the other end? Because it's there, it's in scripture, it's in all these great teachers, uh, philosophies. You know, if the loss is just big, when you work your way to the other side, the win is just so much greater. But you need this inner resilience to work your way to the other side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you so much, so much, Lee, for sharing that. And as you you were sharing the three things, I was taking notes. And I just wanted to kind of touch back on that. You know, first one, like you say, it is what it is, accept it. Often when things happen in our lives, people tend, as human beings, it's like we tend to repel you know, suffering and struggles at, at, like, as much as we can, right? So the first thing, like, you know, when, you, when you have not done the mental work, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, no, I don't like this. I'm running away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have to train your mind to actually come to, oh, I don't like this, but I'm going to accept this, you know, because that alone brings, brings a lot of peace, all in a very, very uncomfortable, very challenging, very scary for you, you know, scary and life-threatening situation. Mm-hmm you were able to calm your mind so that you could focus that the second one, you know, kind of harvesting the good. Again, when problems happen as human, we see the glass, you know, we don't see it half full, we see like the totally empty, right? We, mm-hmm. All we can focus on is they're gonna kill me. Like for, you know, this is the end of me and here I go, like, you know, life is over for me. And instead of like, okay, what, what good can come out of this? You know, gratitude is a huge, huge part of resilience. resilience. Because the more, it's not to say that what happened is good, but again, how can you find the good in it? You know, if your sister could have been there, your son could have been there, how much, you know, more traumatic that's what this would have been for them, you know? And, you know, not that it was good for you to go through that per se, but, you know, it was maybe in a way good that they were not there. You know, like absolutely, you absolutely. And you could focus on the fact that, you know, you, can, you went for that, but God protected them not to experience that. And because you could focus on the good, because you could see that, you know, get to a place of gratitude, you know, it's become easier to forgive. Right? So just think about it, feeling those three steps for the first one helps me to calm my mind so that I don't get, you know, like, you know, a spiral downward, right? You know, after I calm my mind, then I can start looking at the good. When I see the good, it becomes easier to forgive. Because now you're not, you're, you're no, seeing, oh, these no. men, you know, mm. definitely 
something had happened to them, you know, something that led them to live this lifestyle. And you, it, you feel with compassion and that compassion for you led you to pray for them. Right? You absolutely spot on there. I mean, they probably come from environments where there might've been an absent dad or crime environments where they were programmed with crime from a young age and it was the only way out, you know? Um, so you spot on me, Shu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I love those ideas, those, you know, those uh, steps. And for anyone listening and watching, I encourage you to do that for yourself. Even for the smallest thing, you're like, well, this is not so big. Well, what is it that you're going through right now that you can train your mind to start accepting it as it is and work your way you know, through the, you know, acceptance, through gratitude, and then forgiveness so that you can find the strength to start praying for your enemies, literally, right? <laughs> or, or finding the strength to move forward. And I love how you've even brought it back, you know, full circle. You know, what you, know, what you thought would have been, you know, could have been the end of you turned out to be the platform, the message that you needed to be on a bigger platform and share, you know, what God has brought you through. That is powerful. And I, and I, you know, I put together a book of other ladies and about being resilient, that be resilient. And half of the book, I, I, it's actually a workbook, the st stories of each one of us, what we've been through. And half of the book is the workbook. And we talk about some of the similar things, acceptance, gratitude, you know, compassion that helps you be resilient. So in the moment, you might think, well, why should I be forgiving towards them? Because I'm the one struggling right now. You know, they put me through this. But it's for your own deliverance. It's for your own wholeness that you kind of let go of what it what is so that you can embrace you know, whatever this needs to be. But as you do that, you know, like for my own, like in the story, my story I share there, all the things I do today are because of all the struggles that I've been through in the past. They gave me the platform to do this. They gave me that resilience that I had to master back then, helped me now to help others master that same resilience. So what you might be going through right now, it's not just for you. It could be a blessing for someone else. Is it not in those moments when we challenge or when we experience the darkest times when we really find and discover ourselves? Yes. 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 You know, the Chinese use two brush strokes for the word crisis. Mm. One brush stroke represents danger. And the other brush stroke represents opportunity. So we've got to be aware of the danger within a crisis, mm -hmm. but we've also got to be aware that there's an inherent opportunity yes. uh, there for us. Yes, yeah. So look for the seek for the opportunity, but you have to come to a place of acceptance and gratitude and forgiveness in order to see the opportunity in the crisis that you're going through. Ooh, so powerful, so powerfully. I'm so glad you're here. And I, I can't even talk with you all day long because there's just so much wisdom you know, that you're sharing here. But for the sake of time, I want you to share how can people connect with you? So um, people can connect with me on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Those are the two platforms I, uh, I use. Okay. Um, my first name is Lee, L-E-E, -E, and my surname is R-O-E-B-E-C-K, Rubik. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd like to give... Uh, a freebie away to your listeners, to those um, who tune into your show here. Yeah. And because that serenity chapter from James Allen's book had such a profound impact on me and that experience, uh, after that, I went into a rec recording studio and I had this chapter professionally recorded mm. uh, with some background music and it's a meditation audio a serenity meditation audio which i am particularly proud of 
And I want to suggest, if you're listening to my voice right now and you're out there and you're feeling stressed and, you know, anxious and you want something to calm you or to get you into that serene place, Mm -hmm. my suggestion to you is use this serenity meditation audio for 30 days. Listen to it once a day. It's only five minutes long. Mm -hmm. Once a day and really listen to it for 30 consecutive days. So here's the link. Um... To download that audio shoe, it's uh, bit.ly, so it's bravoindiatango.limayanki forward slash serenity dash audio. Okay. And um, I don't know if you can, but maybe you can drop the link in when, in your podcast uh, yes, description. We will definitely add that to the description so people can just click on it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. That is so generous of you. And everyone, you know, when you're watching this, catching this later on, you know, don't, 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 um, don't hesitate. Please, please, please rush and click on that link so that you have get tools to help you become resilient and, you know, can start working on your mind before even the crisis happens. So that just like Lee, you prepare for incidents that are, you know, are totally out of your control, but he was already doing the work. He was preparing his mind for life struggles in general, not knowing that, you know, there was a, str- a struggle happening, a crisis that could happen, you know, just like that a few days into it. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for being here. Thank you for all that you do. And we are, you know, we just appreciate you and your wisdom today. Shu, thank you so much for having on my sh- you on my sh- on, I mean, having me on your show. Yeah. And um, it's been great chatting to you. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. For everyone, again, click on the link there and come back. uh, I'm interviewing new and old friends. So every week we're dropping a new episode. And there's just so much wisdom here that you can learn to build resilience for you and share with others. Sharing is caring, right? So if this has blessed you, click on the link and share to share with someone else so that they can also build resilience. All right, be well. (music) 